Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. When we learned that engineers are frantically working to get rid of the mysterious, annoying, possibly even alluring, loud hum that started emanating from the Golden Gate Bridge last year, it got us wondering about other iconic sounds of the Bay Area. Cable cars, foghorns, that sound Bart makes for some reason when it whooshes up to speed. These are the sounds of home for those of us who live here, and we want to talk about them. We always want to hear from you, but we really want to hear from you during this segment. For example, we haven't heard anyone say there's a defining sound of San Jose or Livermore or Gilroy. So give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. But really for this one, honestly, you should call. Uh, I'm not alone in my fascination with Bay Area soundscapes. And I'm joined here in the actual physical studio by KQED's Bay Curious host, Olivia Allen-Price. Hello, good morning. So I have to say that I sort of love the weird Golden Gate Bridge sound. You know, it's eerie, it's mysterious, it's kind of befitting the home of the elves, which clearly Marin is. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about it? Do you actually like that sound? I quite like the sound, but I know neighbors who live nearby are not a fan. And actually, they're working to make some retrofits to the retrofits that caused the sound in the first place uh, to take the noise away. So we might have, you know, you might have a limited time with that sound right now. Well, let's, let's hear it. Let's play that sound. I think that is one of the best trippy sounds that could possibly exist for the city uh, of San Francisco and for, and for Marin. Um, and what actually caused the problem? It was sort of seismic retrofit? Yeah, so they, they changed the sidewalk safety railing on the bridge's western side, uh, a project that sort of wrapped up last year, and they made the, the slats a little bit narrower. And so now when the wind hits it at just the right direction, it's almost like you're blowing across a glass uh, jug, and you kind of have that effect. So it kind of makes this, people have described it as a howl or a hiss or a harp, but it kind of has this very resonant sound. Oh, yeah. My dad used to do that with beer bottles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the the other sound that people think of instantly when they think of the Bay Area is that herald of Carl the Fog, the Foghorns. <sighs> Can we hear that cut? God, I love that. And not just because I'm like a maritime weirdo who loves the Bay Area <laughs> maritime economy. But uh, tell me, actually, Olivia, like... What is a foghorn actually doing? So foghorns are just kind of, you know, 
meant to help people navigate through the fog. Um, of course, now we have a lot more advanced systems, electronic navigation systems that larger ships have on board, that that is their primary way they're navigating. But the foghorns are still a great backup. Or for smaller ships that don't have those fancy navigation systems, they're still really helpful. So they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Is it possible they also just play those for fun? You know, like a trucker on the highway? Like (laughs) (laughs) The ones on the Golden Gate Bridge are legendary. They are about four feet long. Uh, If you're sitting next to one as it goes off, it hits about 149 decibels, which is beyond the point that you would be experiencing physical pain. Uh, And our reporter who went down there and was next to it as as they blew the foghorn said that it vibrated her bones and the fat parts on her body, too. Uh, caller uh, David in San Francisco has something, a, a sound they'd like to hey, share. Hey, good morning. Hey, David. For me, it's the parrot. Like, nowhere I've ever been in the world have I heard uh, this parrot sound, and I hear it pretty much a few times a week, so I don't know if it applies, but the parrots of Telegraph Hill that are all over the city actually is a sound for me that really makes I mean, the parrots of Telegraph Hill are definitely one of the sounds that people love. I actually think we have a cut of this as well. I think it's cut eight. Oh, wow. Let's see if we can bring it up if we can here. There they are. Yeah, totally that. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you love it or do you hate it? Oh, I love it. It, I mean, you know, so I, it plays into my sort of imagination of the city is a jungle, and then we have these sort of tropical jungle sounds with these parrots. So, yeah, I love it. Full-on magic of the city. Um, Olivia, what do you know about the parrots and how they got there and why they're there? So the parrots are actually not a super unique phenomenon in San Francisco. They are common. In you a- take that back. They are definitely a unique phenomenon. <laughs> Okay, fine. They're not. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) A lot of urban cities have uh, parrot flocks. And, you know, there's a couple different competing reasons about why people think it is. Sort of the leader in the clubhouse is parrots live a long time. Sometimes people who own parrots pass on and they give their parrots to the next generation who are a little less keen to keep a parrot. They leave the cage open uh, and the parrot escapes. There are enough parrots that were able to thrive that they eventually started mating and having their own wild parrots. Uh, So we have some wild parrots now. Um, Tell us, uh, listeners, what sound defines the Bay Area for you? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter or Facebook, of course, but really do just call. Um, And we are talking about these iconic sounds of the Bay with Olivia Alan Price, who's with KQED's Bay Curious. Um, <clears throat> when we put out a call for listeners um, earlier this week, we actually heard a lot about BART and transportation. So I want to listen into one caller who left us a voicemail, Marisa from Santa Cruz. Hi, it's Marissa. I'm calling from uh, Santa Cruz, but the sound that just hits me right in the memory zone is the sound of being underneath the Rockridge station BART um, at Rockridge. Uh, <laughs> and it's just this really specific sound of the horn, boop, boop, and then the sound of the tracks just as the train's coming in and stopping and then taking off. Just being underneath that, it's 
you just, you know, you're at Rockridge. Thanks. Um, Olivia, I, I think the sound of Bard is incredibly distinct. It's like you can almost feel the early 70s vibe of the system, <laughs> kind of wobbly futurism. Um, tell, tell us more about the sounds of Bard. Bard has a couple of sounds, um, which I would say are divisive. People love or hate the sounds of Bart, but they are one of the things that we got the most comments for when we asked people on KQED social media accounts yesterday to tell us what makes them think of home. Um, so Bart has the screech sound, which kind of sounds like a banshee. That's the one that you're going to hear probably when you're on the train generally going through a tunnel because uh, it bounces the sound waves back at you so it's going to be louder and more intense um, and it's actually the sound of a wheel dragging on the rail. Bart has these fixed axle wheels so when they go through a turn one wheel is always dragging a little bit um, so the you know the tunnel bounces that back into the car very loud not very pleasant. Now Bart has done some things to try to cut down on this banshee scream. Um, The new cars have better sound insulation so you shouldn't hear that quite as much but um, the wheels are still fixed so. And let's let's hear that now that you've heard the description of what's causing it. beginning you actually heard a different sound that Bart makes which is kind of this like you know whirring sound which is more the electronic systems kind of gearing up another sound people love about Bart um, I think more people love this one but as it's coming into the station it kind of makes that sound and that's the trains breaking uh, and Bart actually recaptures some of that energy so that they can use it to sort of power the train going forward so it's kind of like a hybrid car or a electric car in how it works that way that's so cool Um, let's bring in Scott from San Ramon hey there so living in the East Bay if you're anywhere near Livermore you quickly learn about the sound of the Alameda County Sheriff's firing range. Yikes. Because you, know, you hear uh, gunshots, you hear explosions. Whoa. But it's also the place where um, they used to film uh, some TV shows until uh, one day one of the cannonballs uh, missed the target and ended up in somebody's house. Oh, my God. Wow, Scott. Thank you so much. I I had been wondering about the soundscape of Livermore. Um, Let's bring in Lou from Half Moon Bay. Hey there. Um, I was uh, I'm always attracted uh, to the sound that SFPD makes when their squad cars are trying to get through an intersection or through some traffic. They don't want to hit the sirens and they have this distinct kind of uh, uh, and uh oh it's, it's like oh you're right you're right 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 i know i know exactly what you're talking about yeah where it's sort of like their their version of like tapping on the horn yeah, yeah it just it's only sfpd it's nowhere else and they're just kind of uh, 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 and they're just trying to get through a little polite maybe yeah yeah sort of um <laughs> right, thank you so much lou that's a great one right. um Let's go to uh, Scott in Mar. Oh, Robin, actually in Berkeley. Hi. Oh, let me just make sure. You oh, yeah, me. I can hear you. Hi. Okay. Um, yeah, I have lived in Berkeley for almost well over sixty years, and I've lived in various parts of Berkeley and Oakland, in the flats and in the hills. And this, there's this. Uh, um, Sound of the train, the Amtrak train going along the 
uh, Emeryville and Oakland and Berkeley, right along the waterfront. That is just amazing. Even if you're way up in the hills, you can hear the sound of the train. Yeah. At night, too, sometimes it feels like it comes out more. Do people talk to you, ask you about that one a lot on Bay Curious, Olivia? We get a lot of questions, and and when people talk about sound, I think they come around a lot to transit, uh, because transit is such a central part of our lives, especially here in the Bay Area, where a lot of us live and work in very different places. Um, So whether it's, you know, sounds of the ferry or Caltrain or Amtrak or BART, you know, even people who are in cars, there are certain distinctive sounds that they think of when they think of the Bay Area. Um, Yeah, that's just something I think really common that kind of unites us is just the way that we're able to listen maybe a little bit deeper as we are moving through our environment. It's also that big, like, heavy iron infrastructure that really seems to be uh, what makes sounds big enough for us to hear in in quite that way, you know? Um, Jennifer has a different kind of sound, though, there in Oakland. Uh, Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Yeah, um, I have two that might not um, bring joy to your listeners. One is um, I grew up um, in a neighborhood where we had these um, 60, 70 foot tall eucalyptus trees behind our house. And when the wind would blow, that creaking of the trunk was just like a telltale sign. I mean, that was just like, okay, the the eucalyptus are moving again. Um, And then the other one is, of course, unfortunately, um, cars doing burnouts, which a car just did recently around here, and um, sideshows, the the sound of screeching tires in Oakland, which has unfortunately become associated with our fair city. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You don't like them. You don't like the sideshows. No, I don't. I'm not a fan. Fair enough. They always sort of... It looks scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So does the eucalyptus, too, when they're leaning over your house. But thanks for taking my call. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Perla in Oakland, um, what do you, what's the sound that kind of defines the East Bay for you? Similar to our last caller, perhaps. I was definitely thinking of the donuts because I live in East Oakland (laughs) and every night I hear the sound. I can just imagine the perfect circle that they're making in the intersection um, down the block from me. Um, So donuts for sure. I'm with Jennifer on that. And then also fireworks. Oh, yes. Fireworks. Oh, for sure. Especially this time of year. Yes. They're already, you know, going off every night. I have to say, now the fireworks, because of the the dryness right now, every time I hear the fireworks, I'm like, what are we doing here? Ah." It makes you a little nervous. It makes me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also got a lot of written responses um, to to this query, um, and I, I just want to read a, a few of them that are uh, kind of funny. The Tuesday at noon siren. Yes, that one. Um, what what is that actually for, Olivia? Oh man, so that is an outdoor warning that has been going on in San Francisco for decades now. Um, and if you are in certain parts of the city, you'll hear it every Tuesday at noon. It's a siren, and then an announcement follows it, just telling you that this is just a test. Um, it's actually on hiatus right now. They're doing some upgrades to the system. Um, it's going to take about two years to do those upgrades. So we have a little break from the Tuesday noon siren. Um, one thing. I love about the Tuesday noon siren, though, is people who can hear it say it effectively works as a lunch bell. Uh, You're at lunch or you're at work, you're working away, you hear it and you know, time to go to lunch. I would love to know what takes two years to 
prove a system that goes off once a week to make a sound. I would just, you know, just me, just one man's opinion. It seems like it should be a little easier than that. There are some conspiracy theories on forum or on uh, Reddit, so uh, maybe go check those out. <laughs> um, and just so everyone knows, this is not a real siren before this goes out, but let's hear that siren. It has a Cold War era feel. It has big Cold War vibes. <laughs> yeah. um, if you're an office worker with a Pavlovian reflex, it is not lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's even talk. It doesn't have a like, little talking aspect yeah, to it as at, well. Yeah, at the end. Warning system. This is only a test. There you go. Even it's, the voice sounds <laughs> retro. Seriously. <laughs> crew cut. That guy, that man has a crew cut uh, talking there. Um here is, let's go to a caller, Rebecca, in Oakland. Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, as an East Oakland resident, I'm definitely happy that someone brought up the donuts inside Joe's and fireworks, which are, well, they're every night now, and they have been for at least a month. Um, but the other one is um, the sea lions at Pier 39. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you like the sea lion sound? What do you think? Yeah, definitely. It's it's distinctive. Like, I, you know, I don't I don't go there very much, but I'm a San Francisco native and I remember going down there and I love the barking. Oh, yeah. There it is. I mean, I, not if I live there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this definitely is like one of those ones that's like better to remember. I think it's yep. a nice nostalgia yeah. sound. Um, Olivia, I have to ask you, do you have a favorite sort of Bay Area sound? Oh, I mean, foghorns are definitely up there. I've The feeling of like being in bed, uh, wrapped in the duvet and hearing a foghorn and just knowing that it's foggy and cool somewhere and you are nice and warm and cozy is just such a great feeling. But the other one that I really love is, again, to get back to transit, but the sounds of Caltrain, which is my mode of transit to get into work. Um, I just love the the clicking of the wheels as you're just kind of rolling over the track. It's just a really satisfying sound. Oh, that is a nice one. Maybe we maybe we can dig that one up, too. There's I want to read a couple of other um, comments that, that people had um, circle drumming at Lake Merritt. That's a uh, Tiffany likes that one. This was I thought this was a hilarious one. The sound of fast track beep um, <laughs> when you're going across, and that actually is. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, that it really is. Um, and another one that we heard were the cable cars. Maybe we could hear. Ca- oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, Caller Arlandi, do you remember those? Uh, Yes. I just want to say that uh, when I was a teenager growing up, the uh, cable car rope stopped running at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And if I came home after that, I had to remove my shoes and tiptoe up the stairs, a flat of of about 32 steps, uh, and not wake up my parents. I love that. (laughs) That is so good. Arlandi, thank you for that memory, and thank you for all the callers and commenters, as well as Olivia Allen Price, host of KQED's Bay Curious. We've been talking about the iconic sounds of the Bay Area. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum with Mina Kim.
Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.